Do you find yourself worrying and worrying about how your children are feeling about their bodies? Maybe you have some remorse regarding things you have said or done in the past to your children or with your children around. If this is you, then you will not want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Love Your Food, Love Yourself, Love Your Life podcast. I am Tammy, your fun-loving and often quirky host. I have been a dietitian for close to 20 years where I've helped countless women transform not only their relationship with food, but more importantly themselves. I believe to my core that as you start peeling back the layers to loving your food and yourself, you end up loving your life like never before. And now is the time, my friend. It is time to break up with diet culture, shift your current stories, rev up your internal wisdom, and recognize that every body regardless of size, not only deserves dignity and respect, but can be healthy because your habits and how you love on yourself is truly what matters. In this podcast, we have real conversations about struggles, insecurities, and false beliefs with loving ourselves and each other through the lens of curiosity, anti-judgment, intuitive eating, spirituality, journaling, and a heaping dose of laughter maybe some tears, but always a whole lot of realness. Hey friends, how are you doing today? Tammy coming at you today on my own. And I actually shifted around some of my podcast schedule so that I could bring you this episode just before Mother's Day. And that's because this topic is really near and dear to my heart. So I know how it feels to be worried about, did I mess something up with my kids? You know, I think that that is almost a normal reaction, right? As any parent, for the most part, as parents, we just, we really want to do the best for our children if, if at all possible, right? And if you are somebody who has really fought the food and body fight, you probably have been worried about your children. You don't want them fighting the same fight, right? And so whether your children are very small or they're grown, I just, I know that this can apply to so many of you. So if they're little, little, right? You're probably thinking, okay, what can I do to prevent it? And that's how I thought for a a really long time. I thought, what can I do to make sure (laughs) that my children have a positive body image and a, you know, a good relationship with food? You know, I really, I wanted to ensure this, right? And, And we do this all out of love, right? We don't do this out of ill will or, you know, anything like that. And, If you're somebody who maybe is learning more about this opportunity to have a more positive relationship with food and and body and all the things, you might be looking backwards and saying, oh, wow, I've maybe already done some things in my household or with my children or around them that they have may have picked up on, you know, or maybe your children are completely grown and already have flown the coop and, um, you know, are out there kind of living their own lives. And you're kind of like, wow, I feel like I I really missed the boat on being able to share 
some of this wisdom and knowledge that I'm, you know, now starting to to learn about. So irregardless of who you are or what category you, you fit into, I think that this information is going to be extremely applicable and, and helpful for you. And so I'm going to be sharing really kind of from my own personal experience of this. And then also, of course, my professional experience of helping others in all of these categories. So again, whatever it is that, you know, we did or didn't do as parents, we did it out of love, right? We weren't doing it because we thought, you know what, I'm going to set out to really, quote unquote, mess my kids up, right? I'm sure you probably are, are not thinking that way. And often, if you're even considering this at all, <laughs> that's what actually makes you a loving parent. So today I want to help you kind of go through maybe three tips to help let yourself off the hook a little bit. Okay. I, I know that sounds probably easier said than done, but I promise you that I'm going to provide you some nuggets today where you can really take some tangible okays and say, this is what I'm going to do. All right. So first and foremost, let's just go ahead and and jump in. And the first tip I want to talk to you about and actually really invite you to reflect upon is what in this moment do you really want to model for your children? What is most important to you? So oftentimes when I ask others that they think, well, I want to show them what it means to have a good relationship with food and body or, you know, and I say relationship because that just really kind of encompasses a lot of different ways that, you know, you may or may not be feeling about food in your body. I know that so many of uh, the women that I work with come into this work thinking, I want to stop hating food. I want to just feel like I can have some control around food. I want to stop feeling disgusting in my body, right? Like these are the things and really all of those types of feelings. So whether that resonates with you or it's something else, it's oftentimes, you know, a classic sign, right? That there's not a a positive relationship with food and your body. So anyhow, more often than not, again, when I ask others, Hey, what is it that you want to model? Usually what the answer is, is that I want to model what it looks like to have a positive relationship with food and body. And when we start kind of breaking this down a little bit, what we often discover, right, is that having that desire to almost have a destination as if there's a right or a wrong way to have a relationship with food and body, it can basically set you up for failure kind of right out the gate, Um, because what could be happening is you may start to model, Hey, this is what it would be like to be an intuitive eater or not an intuitive eater. However, if you're not feeling that kind of on the inside, right, then your kids will pick up on that. And so I share this because a big portion of my adult life (laughs) was spent on, quote unquote, modeling this behavior for my children. However, I wasn't really actually paying attention to myself. Okay. So just modeling the ways of, you know, having a good relationship with food and body can sometimes actually distance you from your own needs. So 
What I want you to reflect upon is this. I want you to ask yourself, what is more important to you when it comes to modeling something for your children? Do you want to model being open and honest or acting as if nothing is wrong? Because the the journey to really loving your food and loving yourself and you know and all of these things it's it's a process it's a practice it's something that we're going to put attention to every day and there's going to be things in life that come up where lessons are going to present themselves and we may have to make choices and be honest and be open about hey this is kind of challenging or you know this is what's coming up for me and so this is what I'm going to need to do to take care of myself Because if we fall into the trap of nothing is wrong and it's super just chill and easy to just be an intuitive eater, we might be setting ourselves up for failure to not sometimes honor those other needs. And now I'm not saying that intuitive eating has to be hard because we are all born intuitive eaters by nature, right? So it's really meant to be easy to connect with. However, if we really don't allow the expansion of whatever is kind of naturally meant to unfold, we might just mask it. So that's all I'm saying. So what do you want to model for your children, right? Do you want to be open and honest or do you want to act as if nothing is wrong? Also, do you want to model fear or do you want to model trust? So that is something to be thinking about in terms of if you're coming from a place of fear, (laughs) fear of I've messed up with my kids. I'm scared to say the wrong thing. I'm scared to do the wrong thing around my children, right? Fear will get picked up on. If you trust that everything is really going to work out, that your children are on their own lessons, you trust that you are doing the absolute best that you can through, you know, learning, gathering support, getting resources, right? If you're trusting yourself, that's also going to come through because if your children see you in trust, they can become more in trust as well. But if they see you coming from a place of fear and not that you're saying, hey, I'm scared or I'm fearful, right? It's just really more kind of that energy of, of what you're bringing to the table kind of behind the scenes. <laughs> they'll, they'll pick up on that, right? So our, our children are highly intuitive and sometimes they don't even know that they're picking it up. But they do pick up, you know, what's coming from us. So I just really invite you, like I said, to take some time to really reflect upon what is it that you want to model for your children? What What is it that you would like them to see? And irregardless of where you're at on your journey, it can be important for them to see you right now becoming that person that you're that you're being basically and becoming that intuitive eater. So there's no need to say, well, I've always been this way, or I don't think I'm going to get there. Right. So again, just really doing what you can to activate coming into that present moment. And what can you model right now? Whether your children are infants, toddlers, teenagers, maybe they're grown, just really decide for yourself what it is that you want to model. And that's going to be one of the most important things for shifting basically what your children are going to be picking up and, and what happens in the future. Okay. So tip number two here is that (laughs) 
the reality is, my friend, is that you cannot go back in time. You literally cannot change anything that you have already said or done around your children. And believe me, (laughs) you know, I've made mistakes, okay, as a parent. So I am not going to be on here claiming I am the perfect parrot because the reality is, is there is no such thing. I mean, really stop and think about it. Okay. Every single person that I know that I have ever talked to, whether it was a friend wise, a client, whomever it is, had struggles with their childhood. Every single person. Now, granted, Some have had more traumatic events than maybe others. However, comma, nobody's childhood was perfect that I know of. And so it's funny because nobody's childhood was ever perfect. However, when we become a parent, we expect that we can create this perfect childhood for our children. It's almost laughable at just kind of how nonsensical that is, right? So, you know, we put ourselves up onto this pedestal as if we're supposed to be a perfect parent and perfect in all the ways, right? And so then any time that we perform less than adequate, we start beating ourselves up, right? And so the reality is, again, you've made mistakes, All right. So what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to let go of those mistakes that you have made as a parent, because again, if you're human, you've made mistakes as a human. We don't really get a playbook that says, here's what you need to do, especially when you're growing a human, right? You uh, have this amazing child that comes to you and You think, oh my goodness, I have all of this responsibility, right? But nobody really tells you actually like how to do it. You might get some advice from family, friends, and now of course, you know, social media and internet and all that gives us a lot of advice. But anyhow, nobody says that, hey, for your specific child, this is exactly what you need to, you know, do for them. So just kind of let go of that. And here's the reality too, is even if you had a playbook that said, hey, This is exactly how you do this. Okay, I know there's a million parenting books out there, right? And so let's just pretend that like one specific book, you know, helped every single person in the world. Um, But anyhow, you have this book tells you exactly what to do with your children. However, we have as parents absolutely no control over the millions of other messages that might flood into our our children's worlds and their lives. And we also have no idea what they are going to interpret certain situations like. And this is kind of funny because as my children have now gotten a little bit older and I have one child who's off in college, we've started to have some of these conversations about what she remembers (laughs) and It's just so laughable because what she remembers in comparison to what I know that I said or thought or believed, it's just absolutely not even close to being the same. And so, you know, here's one situation. So when she was growing up, we lived in Colorado and in that home, we had two living rooms So for the most part, that front living room 
was just where people came in, we greeted them and, you know, what have you. It just had a, a couch and a antique kind of chest, I guess, with some stuff. We would also put some decorations and things like that in that room from time to time. But anyhow, we had, we had this room and in this room, we had this one sofa that had a lot of kind of mountain scenery on it. And I guess a little bit more designer. Now we didn't buy it high in design. I'm not going <laughs> to make it seem as if that's the case, but nevertheless, it, it was a nice, it was a nice couch. And so anyhow, one time we were sitting there talking with her and, and a friend and she was talking about how we had this couch and how she was never, never allowed to touch it. She wasn't supposed to sit on it. And she had kind of these big, huge stories about this couch. And I just thought, what is she talking about? I literally had no idea what she was talking about. And I just kind of sat back and I thought, you know what this actually probably was, was when she was a toddler or some sort, she probably had something dirty on her hand and she probably went to go touch that couch with something really dirty on her hand or something. And I probably, you know, screamed at her and said, no, don't touch the couch. Meaning don't touch the couch in that moment with a dirty hand, right? But the way that her brain picked it up and the way that her you know nervous system kind of received that whole message was that she was never supposed to ever touch it again. So it kind of created all of these other stories. And it was even, apparently it was stuff that she told her friends about when they would come over, she'd say, don't touch the couch. And so this just was such a big reminder for me that sometimes, you know, our children or us as the child, right, may have interpreted something or our children will interpret something that was not reciprocated on the other end in terms of what it meant. So it doesn't make either right or wrong. It's just a matter that, you know, our children are going to interpret things in their own way. So again, even if we quote unquote do everything perfect, they are going to have their own interpretations and perceptions of life and and different things in life. So we sometimes have to take that breath, <laughs> okay, and just recognize that we have no control over our children's interpretations or their perceptions. Literally, all we can do is really do our own work, right? Decide what we want to model and figure out kind of our own interpretations of, of life and just be really open and honest and start sharing, right? Some of that and allow some of these conversations to, to unfold. Now for tip number three, I do believe that it's important to probably have the other two tips done, <laughs> not at least done, but at least committed to, uh, before taking kind of this next step. So tip number three on really removing the worry about, you know, messing up your kids is to have a family meeting. And so this doesn't matter whether this is just two people. So maybe it's you and a child, or maybe it's you and children and grandchildren. It doesn't matter, okay, who this is, but have a family meeting 
and be honest. Just be really honest about where you're at, what you're learning about, and set some house rules around food and body that feel really good to you. Okay? So, for example, it could be something like, this is a no-judgment zone and a place where we practice being kind to our bodies. So, this is a no-judgment zone on food and a place where we practice being kind. Now, of course, this needs to be something that, you know, you really feel good about and this is something that you yourself feel that you're willing to commit to. And I come from this recommendation actually through my supervision with Evelyn Tribley, who's one of the founders of one of the original pros of intuitive eating. Because when I became an intuitive eating counselor, I had to have supervision done to basically help me see some of my own blocks. And one of the blocks I was having personally was that here I was teaching in the world a lot of these pieces but I still had some pieces within my home where others were struggling around this. And so this was a suggestion that came to me from Evelyn that I am now passing on to all of you because this really was extremely shifting. And it's funny because (laughs) even just the other night I was watching a a show with my husband and we were both eating some, some snacks and we were eating different snacks, and I would say, you know, one of the things he was eating was he was eating some uh, tortilla chips as part of his snack, and I kept looking at him, and he said, he's like, are you food judging me? <laughs> and I just laughed, and I said, no, I'm not food judging you. I'm actually just really actually distracted by the sound of that bag. And so I just was looking to see like, oh, I was wondering if maybe you were going to be done soon, you know? And so it had nothing actually to do with the food, but he has remembered that conversation. And this was really freeing for our entire family. And it just kind of really provided this kind of laying the groundwork of this is where we're at. And from time to time, we may need to talk about some of these things, okay? And remind each other. But because we lay this groundwork and these house rules, right? We can lovingly and gently remind each other about these. And the reality is this is probably going to be one of the only spaces that you will have the ability to basically set the frame for your children because you're not going to be able to set the frame of things that are said or done outside of your home. So, you know, when they go to school, if they go to schools, or even if you're in a store or something like that, and somebody makes a comment, right? You can have a conversation about those things after they happen. However, you're not going to have the ability to set the frame of what may or may not come up within that environment. So I'm just curious, like, how does that feel to you? You know, really think about it. And think about, hmm, how can we practice being kind to our bodies in our home so that, you know what, the more you practice that in your home, the more ability that your children may have to be able to be kind to themselves out in the world, okay? So let me know how this is landing for you and your transformational takeaway to just kind of wrap up right, all three of these tips that we've went through is that you cannot go backwards in time. 
And if you keep attempting, it will only keep you from moving forward. So your option is to come into the present moment of your parenting experience and model curiosity and honesty with a dose of happiness. And basically do what you can and trust that your children will be okay because they have you to come to and talk to. Okay, that's it for this episode, friends. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking precious time out of your day to connect here. You listened because there is some part of you that is interested in learning to love your food, love yourself, and love your life. But if you're like most women, you have already been down this road before, wishing, hoping, and wanting for something to finally actually work, but things don't change. That being said, if you're committed to creating long-term change, then whatever you do, consider joining our brand new Uplift community. It's a private and safe Facebook community where you're supported by peers and two professional dietitians and intuitive eating counselors. Again, thank you so much for being here. Much love.